It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And of course, every Sunday following the Panthers game as they lost today. 42-21 to 21 at Cincinnati. Be sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel where you can check out all the live shows and every episode of the show. If you ever miss a live show, that's okay. You can always check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show, of course. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, typically... We, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. We'll have to uh, find another day this week or next answer the weekly Friday mailbag questions at the Carolina Panthers play Thursday night against the Atlanta Falcons here in Charlotte. So there will not be a weekly Friday mailbag, but either way, either at me or DM me to get your mailbag questions into me now. And I'll answer them typically on Fridays or whenever I get a chance to get to it with this short week against Atlanta on Thursday. The Carolina Panthers 21, the Cincinnati Bengals 42, as also today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Pick two to five players if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 of promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. Again, the Carolina. Carolina Panthers 21, the Cincinnati Bengals 42. An absolutely soulless performance from a team that we thought was past having these kind of days. These are the type of days that I got Matt Rule fired. After the San Francisco 49ers game, me, Julian Council, someone who had no problem with Matt Rule coming back for a third season, was done. These are the kind of games we thought we were no longer going to watch. The Rams game. When Steve Wilkes and Ben McAdoo put no faith in P.J. Walker, we could simply place that on them, not wanting to do anything on offense, more so than the team's effort. The game against Tampa, where they kicked Tom Brady's ass, you're feeling like, okay, Steve Wilkes showed the boys some highlight videos the night before. They're feeling themselves, went out there, beat him on a divisional opponent. The next week, Atlanta, it was a wild game. They made plenty of mistakes, should have won that game. But overall, I honestly was not all that upset about the loss because it felt like the Panthers were at least taking steps forward. They weren't a good team now, but they were taking step forward to at least be watchable. What we witnessed on Sunday, today, was embarrassing on so many levels. And Steve Wilkes said after the game that he won't question the effort, but I will. The effort was piss poor. Like, those are guys, those are professional football players who get paid to do this, to go out there on Sunday to play the game that they love. And that's... That's how you respond to last week against Atlanta. That's what you want to do. You want to go on the road against Cincinnati, a team that had 36 rushing yards. 36 against the Browns on Monday night on the road. And they rushed for 241 today. 
They came into the game averaging 81 yards per game on the ground. They already had that in the first half. Joe Mixon by himself had that in the first half. He had four touchdowns in the first half and five, a Bengals franchise record, by the way, for the game. That's what you want to do after seemingly falling in line and believing in Steve Wilkes and bat fighting your ass off for him to get the job? Because that's what Shaq Thompson told us, that we're doing our best to get Steve Wilkes a job. Okay, going to be hard for him to get the job now because once you see a performance like this, if you're David Tepper and you're making a decision on who you want to bring back here on this coaching staff at all next season and who you want to entertain as potentially your next head coach, this is the type of performance that is going to make you think, yeah, Wilkes probably not the guy. Just mistake after mistake. And we see it week in and week out here in Carolina. Even when things feel positive, we always see the mistakes. Four touchdowns in the first four drives for Cincinnati. The Panthers' offense reverted back to form. Three three and outs in the first three drives. P.J. Walker, two interceptions. Ends up getting benched in favor of Baker Mayfield. And can you really blame Steve Wilkes? P.J. had a passer rating of 0.0 in the first half. How that's possible... Lord only knows, but that's what P.J. Walker was able to muster. Multiple offsides penalties, three of them. Marsh Keys Haynes, and I came in this game talking about it. What the Carolina Panthers needed to do was get pressure on Joe Burrow to try and win this football game. The Bengals' offensive line has been terrible all season long in giving up sacks. I believe they only had, what, one or two? And one of them, of course, came from Brian Burns. But Marquise Haynes should have had his first sack of the season. Only problem was he was lined up offsides. So a guy whose name we barely heard all season long, Commits a costly penalty. Of course, the Bengals later on go on and score on that drive. Just what on earth did we just watch? The Panthers had 32 total yards in the first half. The Bengals had 35 points. <laughs> it's just incredible. The ineptitude of this team. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, what are y'all? Like, fellas, I don't really care whether you win or lose. Like, I want you to win. For me, I need it to be entertaining for the purpose of the audience wanting to listen to what I have to say. Like, I want the Panthers to win. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to stink and you're going to go towards the path of losing, like you typically do, like last week, at least be entertaining. Last week's game against the Falcons was entertaining. It sucks that they lost, but it was entertaining. Today, this is the kind of stuff where I start telling people, hey, look, it's November. It's a beautiful weekend we had here in Charlotte. It rained a little bit today on Sunday. Farmer's Market. Because that's where everyone should have been instead of right in front of their TVs parked there watching that Cincinnati Bengals team just dog walk the Carolina Panthers up and down the field all day long at Paycor Stadium. And I give credit, I guess, to Baker Mayfield and for the offense in a way coming out there and scoring three touchdowns in the second half. Baker looked fine. I was pretty much checked out at that point as well. Uh, Terrace Marshall, congratulations. First NFL touchdown didn't really matter. Uh, Raheem Blackshear also scored a touchdown, so great for those guys. Game ball to them, maybe. No, just embarrassing that they went out there and played like that. And the funny thing about it is, like, <laughs> Tampa's playing L.A. right now. I don't know what's going to happen with that game. The Saints aren't going to beat the Ravens, I would imagine. The Panthers could still win next Thursday and only be a game out of first place. But, but, but pay no mind to that. Like, they're 2-7. and seven. Uh, the, the Lions beat the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has lost five straight games in your face. Um, and then also the Raiders lost again to Jacksonville. And the Panthers currently hold the number one pick in the NFL draft, which is what y'all are really here to see anyways. Not what you saw on Sunday, which is so far the most embarrassing performance of the Carolina Panthers 2022 season as they 
just did not show up against the Cincinnati Bengals here on Sunday, losing 42-21. to Now, one player who we had been singing the praises of was P.J. Walker, and P.J. went out there and was really bad, really bad on Sunday, and Baker Mayfield came in, and now we have to ask, going to the short week, who is going to start against Atlanta? Will it be Baker? Will it be P.J.? Somehow, would Sam Darnold get the nod? Steve Wilkes didn't really want to answer it. Of course, not a shocker. Okay, Texans have number one pick. My fault, whatever. Um, not a shocker that, uh, that whatever. Steve Wilkes not want to answer questions and all that. Okay, fine. We'll get into it here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers about who possibly could start the game against the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends over at Prize Picks, which is our daily fantasy sports sponsor here on Locked On Podcast Network. So how does Prize Picks work? You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That includes the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Tour, college football, men's, and women's college basketball, which Men's college basketball, I think both of them starting uh, on Monday night. Uh, WNBA as well at NASCAR tennis, disc golf, cricket, so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and north of the border in Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 of promo code locked on. So, this is what happens if you deposit $100. Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will only give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 when you download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay. So again, Panthers lose 42-21 to 21 against the Cincinnati Bengals. An absolutely listless effort. This afternoon, and I have someone saying now here on the chat live here on YouTube, which, of course, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked on Panthers YouTube channel. Check out all of my live reaction following every Panthers game here on the channel. If you miss it, of course, you can check it out wherever you listen to the podcast. Currently, if you are listening to the podcast right now, of course, not to the live listeners who I'm talking to right now, but to the people who listen to the podcast. I have someone saying, give Jacob Eason the start on Thursday night. If you want to lose out, Jacob Eason certainly is the path to being the number one pick in the NFL draft, which apparently the Houston Texans currently hold, and they'll need it because Davis Mills is not the answer for them. And we found out today, although we really didn't, but we already knew it, that P.J. Walker is not the answer for the Carolina Panthers. And back on the Friday mailbag, I had people asking, hey, what if P.J.'s the guy? It's like, okay, what if P.J.'s the guy? It would allow the Carolina Panthers to go out there, maybe draft Will Anderson out of Alabama or go address other needs with that first-round pick instead of um, having to go get a quarterback and hope in three or four years that they chose right. Because, again, it's a crapshoot. Bryce Young, man, that guy always finds a way. Unfortunately, couldn't get it done last night. 
at LSU. Not his fault they lost that game at all. C.J. Stroud had his worst performance of the year. Doesn't do great against pressure, but they found a way. Probably still the Heisman Trophy favorite. Will Levis in Kentucky beat Mizzou. Hendon Hooker didn't look the same against that Georgia team. And those are the kind of games that you want to pay attention to because those are the teams that have NFL players. So Hendon Hooker, not great in that Mickey Mouse offense against Kirby Smart and that Georgia D. Not saying he's not a good quarterback, but those guys, that's kind of what their roundup was on Saturday when they played in those games. So it's a crapshoot when you draft a quarterback. But the Panthers' path forward to trying to find a franchise quarterback has to be drafting one. We know that. And drafting one in the first round, not a third-round pick that you trade up for because you have to make a decision. You had to do something because you fell through with the Baker Mayfield trade. And you're like, oh, my God, we, 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 we have to draft a quarterback. Let's draft Matt Corral. Okay, go ahead, draft Matt Corral. Gets hurt, unfortunately, and I wish Matt was healthy so we could see what Matt Corral has. But either way, new head coach isn't coming in here and being like, you know who's my guy? Matt Corral. That's not the case. We know that Baker's not the answer. We've already seen it. Looked better than PJ on Sunday afternoon. Okay, cool, great. Being a good teammate, I appreciate that. It was kind of funny, Laura Oakman on the Fox broadcast, who was showing how PJ, not PJ, but how uh, Baker and Sam Darnold were sitting there on the sideline watching film and writing notes and getting with the PJ. It's like, damn, Baker Mayfield went from the number one pick taking the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs to then being dumped in favor of Deshaun Watson, who had a bunch of things that he is allegedly have done, and then gets straight here to Carolina, loses his job, and now he's taking notes for P.J. Walker. What a fall from grace. Sam Darnold, at least he definitely deserved to be there being a note taker for P.J., but damn, like we know that those two guys aren't the answer. P.J.'s not the answer. It's unfortunate. But honestly, it's probably the best thing for them. And for Steve Wilkes, it sucks for him. And although Wilkes has kind of gone week to week with this whole deal, he's like, okay, PJ's our guy right now, which of course, hey, PJ played well against the Bucs when they gave him an opportunity. He played well in the second half. Last week had the throw of the year, according to Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. That should have won the game last week. Today, (laughs) was it three of ten? For nine yards, two interceptions, both of them were terrid. Horrid? Terrid's not a word, is it? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Terrible. That's what I wanted to say. But a 0.0 passer rating? Dude, what are you doing? And I'm someone who, like, wants to support P.J. Walker. And, like, moving forward, like, what do they do? Is that Because that's, that's the question coming out of this game. More so than, like, oh, well, hell, they lost. Like, it's okay. Well, you had P.J., and that, then you put in Baker, and Baker played fine. And Baker's shown that he can sit back there and be a good teammate. So what do you do now? you got a short week. Conventional wisdom would have told you, okay, well, short week. Sam's still on IR. He has to be activated from it by Tuesday. Otherwise, he's out for the rest of the season, which that's not going to be the case. They so were going to activate him. Who is going to be inactive come Thursday? I have no idea. We'll see. Probably going to be Sam Darnold. But Sam's got to come off of IR here on Tuesday. I don't see Sam Darnold starting on Thursday night against the Falcons. P.J. Walker, had he just played a normal game today, easily would have been a starter on Thursday night. But because he played bad, now it leaves the question of is it going to be him or Baker. And I understand people out there, myself included, don't want Baker Mayfield to start because they don't. you don't want to see Baker Mayfield play 70% of the snaps. And that 2024 pick that they sent to Cleveland becomes a fourth-round pick instead of a fifth-round pick, which they've already, in a way, been able to recoup with the trade with San Francisco sending Christian McCaffrey over there. They got San Francisco's fifth-round pick there in 2024. Currently, though, you haven't given away your, 20, your fourth round pick in 2024 unless Baker plays 70% of the snaps. But I've been saying, unless Steve Wilkes gets like an edict from David Tepper and Scott Fitter and says, hey, you cannot play Baker Mayfield 
at all anymore, like you cannot play him to the 70% of the quarterback snaps point, then I think he's going to play the guy he feels like gives him the best chance to win. And in all likelihood, after watching today's performance, he's probably going to think that Baker Mayfield is the guy who gives him the best chance to win on Thursday night against Atlanta. Right, wrong, or indifferent, I think that's what he's probably going to do. Is that is that what I would do? I'm totally fine with just sticking with PJ. It doesn't matter anyways. Like the t- He's played the best of these guys. Like, at least this season, he's played better than Baker in his four starts compared to Baker's five starts. As it's, Has it been that big? I mean, yeah. the last two weeks were much better than what we saw from Baker Mayfield outside of the last 35 minutes that Matt Rule was toting um, back in week one against the Browns. So why not keep P.J. out there? But for me, I feel like Steve Wilkes is probably going to go to Baker Mayfield now. And the merry-go-round of quarterbacks continues here in Carolina and it doesn't matter either way the team's just not any good the defense apparently has imploded the last two weeks is just shocking how an Atlanta Falcons team that does not pass 200 yards does it to him last week did the mere bird touchdown then today like the Bengals yeah they have a good offense we know they can put up points what was it what was the talking point coming out of Monday Night Football against the Browns that, oh, man, they missed Jamar Chase. Didn't miss him today. Didn't need, a, need Jamar Chase because all he did was run the ball down Carolina's throats. And we've known that the Panthers struggle against the run. And Derek Brown apparently dealing with an illness. He, ESPN has their, like, run-stop rate um, predict or, like, measure or whatever. Derek Brown's, like, fifth out of his position group in the NFL. So, of course, I mean, he's sick. Of course, they're going to run the ball well on the Carolina Panthers today. And they just didn't do a good job filling gaps. And that comes down to the linebackers like Shaq Thompson, Frankie Lube, and everyone else out there as well. And not having Jeremy Chen once again doesn't help. And then Dante Jackson dealing with that ankle. And C.J. Henderson getting cooked from the beginning of the game leads you to this result. So, it's just an overall implosion by the defense. It's the quarterback play being god-awful. And I saw Josh Allen, who had two interceptions and not play well against the Jets in their loss today. He said, it's hard to win when your quarterback plays like bleep. Well, you saw it today at the Carolina Panthers, and we've seen it over the last three-plus years. It's hard to win when your quarterback plays the way P.J. Walker played in the first half. And by... Dude, look, at 21 nothing, I was already tweeting out, I think we're done here. Like, clearly, the Panthers ain't coming back here and winning this game because they can't get a stop, they can't stay on the field, and the turnovers just absolutely killed them today. So, I imagine Wilkes is going to go with Baker. He said after the game that he couldn't tell us right now that he'll have an answer here soon. The answer will come on Monday afternoon whenever he speaks to the media with his day after press conference, and that's where I'm sure he'll probably say. Because he can't wait. Because if the game was on Sunday – then he could wait until, like, Thursday or Friday. But because the game's on Thursday night, of course, he's going to have to go out there and say tomorrow on Monday that – or today, whenever you listen to the show, because right now live. But whenever he comes out on Monday, he's going to have to say, yeah, Baker's our guy or PJ's our guy or somehow Sam Darnold's the guy. I don't see it being Sam. He's probably going to be inactive, have to be activated off the of IR, so he's not out for the rest of the season. And then after that, who knows? This is going to be – kind of the week-to-week thing where it's like, okay, PJ this week, Baker this week, then maybe Sam the next week. We have no idea who it's going to be. But I, I imagine come Thursday night, Steve Wilkes, who is still trying to get this job, is probably going to be like, all right, PJ, you let me down. Baker, let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it sucks. But you know what? That's that's where we're at, folks. That is where we are at. As again, the Carolina Panthers lose 42-21 to against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. As far as Steve Wilkes goes, there's a lot of folks also on Friday who asked me, you know, hey, like Steve Wilkes seems to got these guys believing. Like, why don't we go ahead and pull the interim tag? And I saw my good friend Adam Gold, 
who does radio statewide here in North Carolina, based out in Raleigh at 999 The Fan, was saying, hey, I would take the interim tag off of Steve Wilkes. Uh, would you do that now after watching today's game? I'm guessing the answer would be no. So we'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online, which is your number one source for betting this football and basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, which is now over. Congratulations to the Houston Astros for being the Philadelphia Phillies. Don't care if they're cheaters or not. I don't ever want to see the Phillies win a World Series. So go Dusty Baker and go Astros. Um, MMA, boxing, and golf as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Screw the Phillies. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Okay, so Steve Wilkes. Steve, Steve, Steve. Charlotte guy, sentimental value there that you want him to get the job because he had been here when the Panthers were winning. And Shaq Thompson had talked about, you know, Steve Wilkes is bringing back the Carolina Panthers to what they used to be, like when he had first got there and what that foundation was that had been built of Ron Rivera as the head coach. And, of course, Cam Newton having that MVP season in 2015 and Luke Keekley and Greg Olson and Thomas Davis and Ryan Khalil and name after name after name of players that came in here and we knew every week what we were going to get. We were going to get a fast physical defense that was going to stop the run, that was going to create turnovers and just create mayhem and havoc all game long. We knew on offense that – Ace Boogie came. He was going to get it done. He was going to find a way that they're going to run the football with him or Jonathan Stewart and that they would somehow find a way to piece together big plays when Steve Smith was here and even when Ted Ginn was here when they had the number one offense in 2015. Since then, we really have not known what the identity of this team is other than three and out, three and out, three and out, turnover, turnover, penalty, three and out. That's all we know about the Panthers' offense. The defense has still been fast, haven't been physical, because they can't stop the run. Until they can bow up and do that, this is going to be the result most, most more times than not, which is unfortunate that the Bengals, who haven't ran the ball all season long and didn't do it on, on Monday night against the Cleveland Browns, who have struggled defensively, did it against the Panthers and made it look easy. So Steve Wilkes was being, was, have been said by Shaq Thompson to be bringing back the Carolina Panthers to what they used to be. And he could still very well do that as, oh my God, there's still eight more games left in this season. Lord have mercy. I cannot believe I got to talk about eight more Panthers games the rest of the season. But apparently that's what he's going to do, and maybe he'll do it. I hope to God he can. I want him to get the job. I really do. It would be great. I've said here that too often we get caught up in, hey, we got to have these young McVay or Shanahan-type dudes. But damn, y'all, look what's going on in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are 7-1 and one with Kevin O'Connell. Who is Kevin O'Connell? He sounds like some guy I went to high school with. 
Just some random dude, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, Kevin. Good dude. Who the hell was Kevin O'Connell? Vikings are 7-1. Because apparently things are working out right now. Mike Zimmer was adverse to offense, hated it, which is every defensive guy's philosophy. Screw offense. I don't want to see it. Well, working out so far for Minnesota as they have a four-and-a-half game lead in the NFC North because the Packers suck. And then look down in Miami, Tua, no questions asked anymore because when he plays, they kick ass. They're 6-3, and three, just beat the Bears. Not much of an accomplishment, but they beat them. And Tyree kills on pace for 2,000 yards receiving. Jalen Waddle's doing his thing. Gesicki. And that's Mike McDaniel. So that, that's kind of the – that's what we've been, that's what people have been talking about. That's what they want. So you look at that offensive philosophy-wise, it's working for those two teams that moved away from defensive coaches and, and Brian Flores down in Miami and then Mike Zimmer up in Minnesota respectively. So maybe that's what – it sounds like that's what David Tepper wants. He also wants experience. And I've said to you all, like Dan Quinn, because he's in Dallas and their defense is kicking ass and he has a relationship – with Scott Fitter, like, the dude's going to get an interview. Will he be hired here? I don't know. I'm not really on board with that. I hate retreads, but he's going to get a shot. We'll see. Philadelphia alone undefeated team. What's it, Steichen, Shane Steichen, whatever the hell his name is up there. I haven't really spent too much time paying attention to these coordinators and all that because we still have eight games, unfortunately, left in the season. We'll get closer to that come next month. I'll start focusing in, really. But the coaching cycle doesn't start until January anyways. But either way. Like, do you want to do that? But I've also said, like, hey, find a leader. Find a leader. Because as great as a play caller you can be, if you suck as a leader, it doesn't really matter. If these guys don't want to buy into you, they don't want to fight for you, then, oh, man, you can scheme them as best you want. Your player's not going to execute the way that you want them to. And Steve Wilkes, that was the thing that you could really hang, you could hang his hat on coming to today, that his leadership had really galvanized his team. You know, they got in that bunker fox hill foxhole mentality we saw it against tampa we saw it last week didn't see it today and these are the type of games that i really feel like are going to stick with panthers owner david tepper like if i'm sitting there in the box at paycor stadium on sunday and let's think back to what really was the beginning of the end for ron rivero aside from just like and i guess in cam newton's injury played a role of course obviously that is the major part and that in the defense just you know getting old and being bad well really what it started was when they got blown out gave up 52 points on that Thursday night game against Pittsburgh and Cam of course got his shoulder hit by TJ Watt and that didn't help as they fell apart in the second half of that season like David Tepper came in took over the team said Amazon let's do the all or nothing this is so cool I'm ready for it and he goes to Pittsburgh team's off to a good start they get embarrassed by Pittsburgh and he's embarrassed by it and he never forgot that so when things fell apart later that season he brought back Ron and again next year when things aren't great he's like I'm done here man and I think with Steve Wilkes where David Tepper is already saying he had to do an incredible job to even be considered like he's like yeah I mean Steve's gonna be the interim but like I'm not gonna hire him unless he like does a really good job and I have no choice to well now Steve Wilkes is one in three and as much as I want Steve Wilkes to do the job, and as much as I love Steve Wilkes as seemingly as he had been a great leader the last couple weeks, and I'm not saying this leads – I don't know. It's got to be on him at the end of the day. Like, the players also got to play, man. Like, like that was ridiculous. I don't know how much you really put on him because it's the same players who didn't go out there and execute for Matt Rule and not executing for him. So, is it the head coach? I'm not sure. Overall, at the roster, we got to look at this and figure out who really needs to be here and who does not need to be here going to next season. They already decided with the young core what they wanted to do. And I saw the reports that apparently they turned down a first rounder from the Packers for DJ Moore. I'm again, 
rather have a proven player than a first-round pick anyways. But I guess in a way, wide receivers are pretty easy to find nowadays, so maybe that might have made more sense than Brian Burns. Whatever. They already made that decision. You need to have someone for the young quarterback to throw the football to, and DJ's that someone. And it's also embarrassing you come out here today, and guys like Spencer Brown are out here getting touches on third down, and DJ Moore is not even getting a target until the second half. Like, what are we doing here? Ben McAdoo, what are we doing here? Like, what, what is going on? So, for Steve Wilkes, I just think it was already an uphill battle to even be considered. And then after today, I can't imagine David Tepper is feeling any warm and fuzzies about Steve Wilkes, which, hey, I mean, I guess Steve Wilkes probably doesn't want another, <laughs> doesn't want David Tepper feeling really like that about him anyways. But as far as the job goes, it, it's not going to, it's not going to happen for him. It feels like one in three. As, if they play hard the rest of the year and they keep losing, it doesn't matter. You got to get results. It's a result business. Everyone knows that. Everyone said it after the recent changes here in Carolina. If you don't win, you know, the players can play as hard as they want for Steve and as hard as they want for Matt Rule, whatever. If they're not winning, you got to make changes. And I, I have a hard time seeing Steve Wilkes now getting this job. And I had a hard time seeing it in the first place. And I wanted to believe, wanted to buy in. And the guys seemed that they had bought in. Bought in. I don't know what happened today, though. Today was just... Today was embarrassing. Good thing is, we don't have to watch him play next Sunday, but we have to watch him play on Thursday night. Now, we don't have to. I have to. You don't have to. But, again, keep it locked here on Locked on Panthers as this is going to wrap up this edition of the show. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show. Subscribe to the show over on YouTube. Check us out after every Panthers game. So, after Thursday night football, probably going to be like around midnight or whatever. I'll be back here live on YouTube. Subscribe so you don't miss that album. Also, be sure to check it out on the podcast feed if you ever miss a live show or any YouTube show. That's also might be your preferred destination. So be sure to rate, review, and subscribe there wherever you listen to this show and all your favorite podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council for every single Friday, typically, not this Friday. Probably going to do it the Monday next month. So like the next Monday, probably. So November 14th, probably going to do like a Monday mailbag. Since the Panthers play on Thursday and Friday will be a reaction show. But either way, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council and at me or DM me to be a part of the weekly Friday mailbag or maybe the Monday mailbag that we're going to have. Just send me whatever questions you have at me, DM me. Just do it. Follow, click it. As long as Twitter still exists. Because apparently Twitter's falling apart. I have no idea. I might have to start looking at the uh, the, the sicko tw- uh, YouTube comments at some point. Which is like, I don't want to read them. Because it's just a bunch of nonsense a lot of times. We'll see. Um, but either way, at me, DM me. Just send in your questions. And uh, in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And recognize that depending on what happens with the Falcons. Sorry, with the Saints and the Buccaneers. Panthers might be playing to be one game behind first place. Come Thursday night. But until then, I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Maybe we'll know who the quarterback's going to be. Maybe we won't. Doesn't really matter either way. Goodbye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day.